media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Exploring every media platform and industry. Only on 104 to 107. Sunday morning, marketing, branding, advertising, PR. That's what we talk about for the next two hours. In fact, your masterclass in brand communication. My name is Ashraf Garda. Welcome indeed to the show. And I certainly know many people uh, have this appointment listening and sometimes viewing when we record this on, on, and post it on Facebook Live and, and other platforms as well. So when you do that, of course, you are. if you're listening, of course, you're doing just that. Thank you for tuning in. Hashtag media show. It's an important hashtag you need to use so you pick up a trend of discussion all throughout the morning. But uh, whenever we're talking about a certain issue, you certainly can call in 891 And when you do call in, it's short, sharp, please, right? Um, SMS is to 34701. We have so much to talk about, including two brand sponsorship deals that I think are really interesting. Toyota and Kaiser Chiefs. Nissan not in that, involved in it any longer. And Tumi Murake with Jaguar as a brand ambassador. Sherwin Bryce P is talking to him after 9 o'clock. Really fascinating. He's done some fantastic work effectively representing South Africa at the United Nations um, as uh, our correspondent there from the SABC and even more. But let's start with, with something that's it's really, really important. Every Sunday we start with what we call a thought leader discussion. So our thought leader today, with all the responsibility that goes with being a thought leader, is William Bird from Media Monitoring Africa. William, good chatting to you. Hi. Hi, thanks. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me good, on the program. Good morning indeed. Right, so what we're going to talk about um, is is the issue of uh, well, you know, normally victims don't get ID'd until they get to, uh, until they get to court, right? But what happens if if um, well, victims or perpetrators? In fact, let's get let's talk perpetrators. Uh, but what happens when the 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 victims in this case, and I'll specify, the victims are under eighteen? Uh, do they get ID'd or not by by media? And what happens when they move when they become adults? You know, does that change? So in one day, the unknown becomes the known. I get a sense that's the basis of. Uh, Lots of things that uh, Media Monitoring Africa and other organizations have been talking about all through the last few days. So, William, I appreciate you giving off your time. Well, what's the issue here? So, the issue is essentially this, is that currently um, our law is generally excellent on protecting children and children's rights. Uh, and, of course, we promote media freedom. And one of the areas where it seems to fall down is, is in uh, criminal proceedings where a victim of a criminal offence might be identified by media. Yet, our law states that if you're a witness or an accused, the media can't identify you unless they then get permission, right? Okay, so let's get this clear. So, so criminal can be identified when they appear in court? No, 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 not a criminal. If, if a child is a victim okay, of a particular right. um, offence, criminal right. offence, then they can be identified. Because, they're, because they're a victim, so they haven't done any harm. In essence, yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. there, there are various things that would suggest that they shouldn't be identified, and the right. press code is very good on these things. But uh, currently the law, there's a bit of a lacuna there, which is that it's interpreted in a way that those children often are identified. Um, and so what we're trying to do is look at a way of trying to make sure that that's protected. The second issue is that our law is there, and you've got this wonderful protections and special protection around children uh, until they turn 18 and thereafter it seems to disappear. And one of the second things we're arguing in this case is that that should be extended on the simple logic that if you are involved in some kind of criminal proceedings, if you did something if, as if you were a child, if you were a victim of something, if you were a child, as you become an adult, you don't want those particular things to then carry on living with you. It just doesn't seem very fair that mm. you have mm. all these protections and the day you turn 18, boom, you can suddenly be named. 
If you think about the Eugene to Blanche murder trial case, that was a very interesting one. One of the accused there was 15. Because of the nature of justice, you know, wheels turn mm, quite slowly. Mm. Um, he was actually acquitted of the, of, of the charge of murder, but on the, on the day of sentencing, I think it was, it was actually also his birthday, and he turned 18, and the judge then named him, and some media then went and named him. So he had all of this period where he wasn't allowed to be named, and the media did a sterling job because there was all sorts of remedies made to allow them to be present during the trial. And yet on that day, suddenly he was named. As a result of that, you know, he had to disappear from that town because suddenly his name was out there. So, so even though he was found things. not guilty, yeah. the, the, the slur was, was, was bad enough already. Yes, exactly. And he had to leave town. So, so, yeah. what, so, so I understand there's, there's a lobby <clears throat> taking place now, right? Yeah. I mean, that, who's doing what? So what's happening now is, is that there's a case before the high courts that was argued this uh, Thursday and Friday with uh, the Center for Child Law, uh, NECRO, which deals with child offenders broadly, and then uh, Childline and ourselves, Media Monitoring Africa. And we took the case. Um, in this instance, it relates directly to the Zephanie Nurse case. Uh, and then we went up against all of the major media houses uh, over this week. And their argument, of course, is one that says that this is an infringement, an un unfair infringement on the, the okay, right to media. Perhaps you can just explain very quickly freedom. what the Stephanie Nurse case was to refresh all our memories and understand <clears> why uh, maybe there's different sides on that. Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven. Think about this one. It's a very important discussion, and I'm sure you have strong views about it. What are your thoughts regarding uh, victims? And I'll specify: we're talking victims here, victims who are children. Um, being identified when they're children because they're victims or not being identified because they're under 18, but then being identified by the media in the courts when they turn 18 and the implications are thereof. Oh, H91104207. Uh, otherwise, SMS me, 34701. Tweet hashtag media show. And you can tweet to SFM Radio, that one handle, and then my personal handle, which is Ashraf Garda. This, of course, is the media show. Media at SAFM with Ashraf Garda. Exploring every media platform and industry. Only on 104 to 107. I know often on a Sunday, people what, do what I call tweet quoting. They quote the guest directly. Uh, so if you're doing just that and you're using that hashtag media show, I'll retweet that immediately, right? Uh, by the way, we also have what we call a brand win and a brand fail of the week. Uh, I can think of many things. The obvious one right now is, is Orlando Pirates. Not because they lost 6-0, but that could well be the case. But because what's happened uh, to their supporters and what they've done in the name of Orlando Pirates yesterday mm -hmm. in that result against uh, Sundowns. You could also then take it the day further. Uh, well, in fact, the U.S. fund the best and had a memorial service on the same grounds in fact the day before and the day before that we had the issue of the sonar so lots of things there and you can talk about brand win brand fail just post uh, comments uh, anytime on those various platforms that i've mentioned okay william bird back with us right so uh, just the zephanie nurse one just to just to recap let, what was that about so the zephanie nurse trial is really one of those things that captures everyone's imagination because of the the the, the nature of the story so in essence she was kidnapped at uh, at birth and they never found her. And then at some, some many years later at high school, there was a girl who looked a lot like her. And it turns out it was her sister at that high school, right? Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, the whole thing began to unravel and they, they found it. And then there was the big trial that took place over 2015-16 where they then uh, found the, the, the mother, the, um, the woman who had kidnapped her, then guilty of, of, of kidnapping. So it, you can imagine the kind of life that you go through where you grow up with this one group of people as your family and then you suddenly discover that actually they aren't your family. They, okay. they kidnapped you. Absolutely. So, up to, so up to then, it's a very yeah. powerful media story, you know, and you can see why there's huge 
media interest in it. But what happened early from fairly early on is, is that she approached the Center for Child Law and they said, we need to make sure we protect your identity because there was already huge interest in it. They got a court order making sure that they asked all media to protect her identity. And then so, they said they needed to make sure that that occurs even once she turns 18. Okay, so let's go about when, when we when we found out about this issue, she was under 18, she was still in school, yes. right? I think in matric here. Um, uh, Zephanie Nurse is not a real name. No. Right? So we still don't know actually what a real name is. So That's correct. We haven't seen pictures of her, you know, right? And, uh, and in that case, she's, she's been protected. Yes. Right. So you're saying now, is she, is she 18 already now? Uh, now, I. She might be. Oh, but, okay, so what, what's happened now there? You said she approached the uh, Child Protection Unit? So the one? Centre for Child Law then so, approached sorry, the Center courts law, yeah. and the media. And the first, the, the, they saw two things. The first was to get an order making sure that they didn't publish her name, that media houses undertook not to reveal her name and identity, uh, especially despite, you know, the fact that she was then under 18. And we post, saw, post 18? Is that no, that this was is before she was 18 they got that court order. Right. That was because already there were a number of less than scrupulous media houses who were going around trying to uh, get information and reveal her identity. Someone even wrote a book with all they used was a thin little black stripe and had her on the mm-hmm. on the cover. This is despite the court order being in place. And then the the, the part B of the case, which is the, what was argued this week, was in, in essence in this 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 regard about the fact that once she turns 18, we need to make sure that her identity remains protected, that they don't just then go, okay, well, she's 18 now, we can then go ahead. So, and so in it. terms of the law at the moment, if she's 18, uh, she, she will not be protected? Yes. Okay. So and, they, and they could, but fortunately the court has granted an order, so any media that, would, that reveals her uh, now would be in contempt of court. Okay, so that, that is what was granted this week? Yes. All right. If it is not granted, they would have gone ahead and just, well, well we would have it be at liberty to just express what we want if we chose to do just that. Yes. Yeah. All right. How, how significant is that? So it's very significant because, and this is one of the reasons why you look at organizations like Childline and Nicro that deal with children that are, are either in trauma or going through trauma or experience significant levels of trauma of various kinds. Being identified in the media, they say the expert uh, evidence that we presented talks about this sort of thing as being, often it can be a direct setback and taking them almost back to square one in the Mm, way that mm. they deal with their trauma. So, you know, the the idea of being named and identified in media, sometimes, sometimes people think that this is a good thing, but often what happens is, and there was a story just recently on SABC where they Put, uh, they interviewed a child who'd been severely beaten by the headmaster. They put him on the front page. He's now in a wheelchair. And they revealed all sorts of uh, very you know, personal information about him. And those, these kinds of things are often humiliating for that, for that person. And it's reliving that trauma. So it's something that you'd say, well, what value do you get out of naming him? And this mm, is the core mm. question here, right? Which is to say, no one's saying we, the media shouldn't tell those stories. Of course they can and they must and they should, right? They should tell you a story about corporal punishment so bad that a child ends up in a wheelchair. But what value does knowing that person's name and identity bring to it if you can find other ways of telling it? Can, can, can the media generally find other ways of telling it? Well, yes, if they use their imagination. We know there's some outstanding media professionals out there who do these things on a regular basis, and we highlight that uh, on so a So let's take the Zephanie Nurse example because it's so 
uh, it has this emotional connection with all of us. I mean, well, have they been able to do that successfully? Well, some not of reveal the yeah. names, but 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 certainly give the story in a way that it doesn't compromise the story. We fully understand what has happened there. Yeah, they do. You know, I mean, we've we've heard some of them have been following it. Some of the journalists have been following it and doing it in an ethical manner, where they've checked what kind of information Zephanie actually wants released and what kind of information she doesn't. You would find that there were some media that went and paid. Uh, some of the relatives to try and you know, get get even more sort of juicy details, and you have to say, well, how on earth is that ethical, and how does that it take further the interests of this particular story? Bearing in mind, it might be of interest to mm. the public, but it's not in the public interest to know that. Which isn't to say that there might not be occasions where there is a public interest in knowing the identity of someone who something happened to as a child, but. Our view is, is then that should go to the court and then let the court decide that particular mm. how, how does process? one generally find out what is interesting or of interest to the public, which is just about everything? Mm. Uh, I'm looking at what happened in Parliament on, on, on uh, the State of the Nation address on Thursday versus what is in the public interest. I mean, who, who makes that decision? So, well, I mean, you rely on news editors and professionals that, are, that, that, that do this as, as part of their job. I think Parliament, for example, is... A, is is an example of both, certainly of interest to the public and in the public interest that we saw and, and listened to exactly what went on there, devastating as it might be for our national psyche. But I think that often you can demonstrate there's a clear and material public interest if, for example, something involves um, misallocation of public funds or it involves something, someone uh, doing something inappropriate with uh, in their in their job where they hold a high profile position so the things that have been happening around the SABC for example it's in the public interest because it's the public broadcaster that we know and hear and understand what's been going on there if it was a private company then then it can be handled by their own shareholders. Well, no, I don't think it's necessarily could be handled by their own shareholders. There, you might say, if it's a big, reputable, uh, you know, commercial media entity, you may well argue that there's a public interest to know was there some kind of dodgy deal here? Did they did they follow uh, you know undue appointments processes? Are they earning fat cat salaries without those things being checked? Because even though they're a private company, there may well be a sufficient public interest to know and re- and have that sort of thing revealed, okay. as opposed to. Did the CEO of a of a private uh, media company have an affair or something? I don't think that might be well of interest to the public, but it's not exactly. And it doesn't impact directly on on, on the work and therefore what what happens to the beneficiaries. That's an interesting point. We are in fact talking about ironically about about children uh, victims, people under the age of eighteen, whether they should be identified when they in fact are not the perpetrators of of any crime, but they're the victims of crime. And and then if if the answer at the moment would be no, what happens when they turn eighteen? Should they, if not being identified before, should they be identified? after 18 because they the adults after all uh, certainly some organizations including the media monitoring Africa uh, which William Byrd had certainly believes they, they should not be identified in as per court ruling on Thursday it is uh, the case would, would, would be just that right now but you may have your own thoughts on it hashtag media show 0891 so so have there been examples in the past William though where where Victims under 18 then turned 18. I mean, you gave that one example of the Eugene Tablanche case. Have there been other examples where suddenly they were identified when they've done absolutely nothing wrong, not even an allegation against them, absolute victims, 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 and suddenly they've had to cope with the fact that their names are now thrown about? Well, I've, usually these things tend to occur before they even turn 18. So there was a, a you know, there was a, a very prominent uh, case of, of, of a family murder that was reported in the media and the person there involved there 
who survived the particular incident was identified almost from the word go, you know, and it's, and, and the media's argument is that we should be saying, well, these people should approach the court and get an interdict. But our response to that is people that are in a state of trauma and that are in that kind of position aren't going to be wanting to think that the first thing they should do is go and try and stop Absolutely the media not. from doing yeah. something yeah. and revealing their identity. It's, it's, you, need, you need a lot of knowledge in order to do that. You need the right lawyers who know how to do that. And you need usually a lot of money in order to do those sorts of things. So it's not like these things happen you know, every single day that there's 2,000 cases a day where this happens because, of course, the media don't report on all of these matters every day. So it's, it's usually the ones where there is some kind of dramatic element or there's some other kind of thing that makes, makes it more newsworthy than another story. Um, and sometimes it might just be a page filler where you look at that, that example I cited earlier of the 14-year-old boy who was beaten by the headmaster. Mm, mm, mm. You know, that's the sort of thing where there he was named. He's nowhere near 18, yet he's named and identified. He's a, he's a victim of a, of a gross criminal offense. And there's, his whole story is there for, 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 the, for the nation to see, including you know, how he's living and all of those kinds of things. Which because, are really I mean, here's the interesting part, and, and I'll bring in the issue of social media because that seems to be a big issue where, mm. where uh, especially at schools, you, know, you can have school headmasters, headmistresses, even teachers being beaten up and even learners being beaten up, right? Mm. And, and the whole thing being filmed. So clearly, in all the cases, the cases I've mentioned are all victims. Yet the, the humiliation of them being identified even as victims in full glare of just about every one of us who shares all these videos make, makes them double victims, isn't it? So, yeah. so the fact that they're identifying is problematic as well. It's secondary trauma. You know, sometimes for them, there's, and there's two levels of trauma. The one is knowing that the video is still out there and that they've got no control of that thing and that other people are witnessing their humiliation. You know, so even if it's not a criminal offence, it's something like bullying, for example, which may then become a criminal offence. But for the moment, if someone's being bullied and being humiliated, and and that's being recorded for the for the children that experience that, mm, mm. there's the two types of humiliation. The one is knowing that that video is out there, that other people are watching it, and then there's the fact that they then identified, and they then subjected to further humiliation and teasing etc when they get back to school so so what then about social media in, in terms of the, the ruling on thir mm. uh, thursday does that deal with mainstream media established media or all forms of communication no so look the ruling on thursday was specifically about the zephany nurse matter where all they right. said until all of the legal avenues have been exhausted appeals heard etc etc we're not going to reveal uh, zephany nurse's identity one way or the other until we've got clarity. Okay. So, if the court so, so it was about her specifically? Yes. All right. So there's nothing now that ultimately prevents media from doing these things. But of course, there's the press code, and the, uh, which, which I think provides some very excellent guidelines for people on these things. And of course, there's the idea that says, is this in the best interest of the child to, to reveal this? So if you get a bullying video, what value is there in sharing that, that video? You know, we don't need to see a child mm. being publicly humiliated so that, that, in order to th think that bullying's bad. Okay, so the, do, do you if think we want to see violence, we can watch Parliament. Hmm? But does the press code Im impact on, on on people on social media who are yes, not? Yes, it does. Does it? So I mean, it, well, it's. So I see a video of somebody being bullied, right? Yeah. Uh, Ten guys packing into this youngster at school, and mm. we are horrified at at this person being smashed up. But in sharing it, we actually are we're publishing, right? Yes. So can I be stopped? 
you could under the press code you may well be prevented it i mean it, there's there's a little bit of a, a, a fuzzy area mm. because if it's you as ashraf okay not me SAFM, public right but if you're an ordinary ma- an, an ordinary citizen if that gets picked up by the media then yes you can but there's also the the, the other remedies that that ordinary citizens have available so you may well be then uh, subjected to other kinds of litigation if you do share that video remember you're not allowed to share certain kinds of content i think there's a whole different subject here around how we choose to share these things and and what kind of information we choose to share and when and and what kind of impact that has so my advice to people would be you 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 think of yourself if it's not something you'd be prepared to stand up in a crowded room and say to everyone there happily and without any remorse don't share it if it's something that if that was your member of your family in that particular instance, would you do it? And if your answer to that is is any level mm, of doubt, mm. don't share it. But know? up to now, I mean, we've chatted about that. I mean, and that sort of advice has been mm. general. But that normally is about concerning yourself. You know, don't share uh, intimate pictures of yourself and your family and other people yeah. because you know they may sort of be exposed. But in this case, do, do they do they get it? I I would think not. Judged by the basis of the amount of social media sharing and, and WhatsApp sharing that I would get about issues across the world, across the country, every single day. Yeah, there is. I mean, but this is the thing about the internet, that, that everything is there. So if you want to go and find a group of people who believe in, in, in drowning chickens and then you know doing all sorts of peculiar things with them, I'm pretty sure you'll find that kind of group mm, on the mm, internet. Mm, mm. It's not to say you're going to get rid of that. It's a, this is about saying of media where you rely on them for reputable, informative news and information. You want to be making sure that they're adhering to the kinds of, of, of ethical principles and the ideas that are enshrined in our constitution. Because they're the ones that that have a lot more influence. Because if Ashraf Ghada tweets something, as Ashraf Ghada, we we know you are linked to SAFM and all of these other media programs, that carries far greater credibility than if someone uh, with a, a similar name but isn't involved in media mm, runs mm. the same picture. Because you've got a far greater responsibility. Mm, because mm, mm. people are far more likely to believe what what you're what you're tweeting and what you're putting out there and 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 also similarly to think that what you're doing is is acceptable conduct yeah good point where where do we go from here i mean anything missing in the discussion that you want to bring up before we wrap up so i think that it's important for us to sort of look at the at at the way that the court is struggling to find a balance around how we make sure that we protect children's best interests which are covered in our constitution and also make sure that we also protect media freedom and that we have the debate about saying well where does that where does that 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 mm-hmm. that balance lie and 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 what is the best way of seeking it we believe that the best way of seeking it in this particular case is to say you know in a matter where a child is in 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 a situation where there are criminal proceedings the default should be don't reveal their name and identity unless you can put forward a fairly compelling public interest case as to why the court should, in fact, mm. allow you to name Why, why would that differ that from a victim, and I'll emphasize the word victim, of someone who's an adult, 25, 30, 35? Why, why should the victim then be identified when the person's already the victim, never mind the age? So that's a good question. So often already there's a, there's a subclass of people there. So if, uh, women, for example, broadly who are uh, to experience rape or to survivors of rape or victims of rape, Media have to be very careful about naming or identifying them. They usually have to approach them and get special permission either from them to do it, right? But then it's you as an adult, so you're entitled to say, yes, you can or no, you won't. But when you're a child, the ultimate guardian for all children in South Africa is the the court, right? So they're the ones that say, 
if you're a child, there's a special protection. The moment you aren't, then you aren't. Then, then you're an yeah, adult. Good, then you have good to point for yeah. yourself. Just we, we're going to wrap up. This is not part of the brief, but I'm pretty sure you have strong views on this one. Uh, Senator issued a statement yesterday, I think, yes. regarding what's happened in Parliament. What, what happened there? Would you like to just comment? So I think they covered a range of things. I think that we've seen a fairly uh, despicable level of treatment uh, of media and media professionals. They were all talking about it uh, on the event. If you switched across the different channels, you know how they were the, the amount of police that were there. Not, not allowed them to were do not their, allowing their work, them yeah. to do their work. How they were trying to hamper them from getting through to people when the EFF were were kicked out. How they were you know not letting them get through to them. All sorts of things. Because like am I right? That, you know? When when the EFF gets kicked out or carried out. It is an, an in-the-public-interest story for the media to follow that, isn't it? Well, of course it is. I mean, you've, you're dealing with uh, a massive public interest event. On what basis can you possibly suggest that it's not in the public interest that the media should be going and be allowed to v- film every element of that? Irrespective of whether you agree with the EFF or think that they were completely appalling, it, that's, that doesn't matter, but you must, must, must. It's Parliament. It's owned by the people of this country. We need to see what's going on there because very, very few of us can actually be in the grounds to do that. And we rely almost exclusively then on media professionals who are there to bring us that story from different angles and perspectives. Lovely. You know, you might condemn them or you might say, yes, they're great. Look at how badly they're treated. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. But you must let them do their job. In, in the same way as we saw, ironically, the Orlando Pirates storming with the pitch yesterday and some people then pulled out the, the cables of, uh, of, of Supersport not wanting people to see what was going on in the game. Same and that, thing. And that yeah. happened with Parliament's audio. You know, yeah, We saw yeah. that there were times, the moment things started Absolutely. to get hot and heavy, they cut the audio feed. I think that that's simply fundamentally they, outrageous. They said it didn't, and it didn't just, happen. I mean, it's it is disgusting. very clear who was They're lying. Yeah. We know that. You know, for them to do that, those people must be held accountable. This is our parliament. This is not some kind of funny joke that you can decide, oh, it's a football game kind of thing where, you, there's, where there's other potential interests that might arise. This is parliament. For, for them to have decided for us what we get to hear and not get to hear, I think is offensive. It's patronizing and it's fundamentally well, What do you think wrong. is going to happen? I mean, Sanef's made a statement. Well, we, people can check it out, uh, certainly on social media. And if I find it just now, I'll get Tabello to just uh, tweet it as well. Perhaps you can do the same as well. Yep. What's going to happen out of that? Well, I think Sanef's looking at action. We're also looking at potential legal action in response to those some of those particular actions because it's not something that we can just say, oh, well, you know, it was one of those things and, and, and let it lie. This is a, a direct attack on our democratic on our democratic rights. Okay. William? Bird, thank you for your time as always. Appreciate it. Feel free, by the way, to, to tweet all the things you've just mentioned to me and more, and I'll certainly amplify that. Just hashtag media show. William Bird is uh, from uh, the head of media monitoring Africa. Fascinating uh, issue that I think you need to be having this discussion at home. And in your control, you get this, this gory, detailed video where somebody's a victim and you know it's wrong. By sharing it, are you not giving even the perpetrators the type of publicity they need? And are you not putting double pressure um, on on the victim. Already is a victim or she's a victim, but doubly so. Just think about that before you do it next. Some important issues coming up, including uh, the launch of a new magazine uh, specifically targeting vegetarians coming up right after this.